Hello, folks. John Schenholzer here, live in Richmond, Virginia, at the McShen Foundation. Today, we got a, a lively show today. I have a couple of young ladies with me. We're going to talk about females and in recovery, early recovery, some of the do's and don'ts, and should and shouldn't. So, but on my left, your right, I got Tara. On my right, your left, I got Sarah. Hi. Uh, Hi. For those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm a person in long-term recovery from substance use disorders. For me, that means I've actually been in sustained recovery which for me cleaning us over almost 38 years not to separate myself from any other pathway to recovery I love and respect them all as long as they work and you're doing better each day than you did the day before that's all good but I thought I'd let the ladies introduce themselves give us a quick dissertation on you know who they are where they come from what's going on what it's like you got about a minute we'll start with you know how women like to talk a lot so I gotta give them a time limit on this <laughs> Tara you got a minute alright uh, my name is Tara and I'm a person in long-term recovery. Um, this is my second time around at McShin. I second was, time? It you is. You paid attention the first time. We wouldn't have been the second time. Right? But. I mean, I was able to abstain from uh, hard drugs and drug of choice for two years, but I started drinking lately after the corona. So I knew this was a safe place for me, and it worked before. Mm. So I had called you right up and, and got myself right back in here, and here I am. So you tell me you realized we call the COVID-19. No. No, but you said Corona. That's Corona beer. <laughs> yeah. no, let's get that straight. Yeah, yeah. COVID. COVID. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? Um, I'm Sarah. I'm a person in short-term recovery, hopefully long-term. You can do long-term, long -term. slash short-term. Okay. Depends on how you count the time, you know, the clean time. But yeah. yeah. Um, I'm from Richmond. Uh, this is, I wish it was my second time. But you've been around five years in recovery, right? Oh, yeah. That's a good little while. Uh, more than five years, honestly. Um, but... Um, uh, but you're on a run right now. You're like clean how long? It's been 112 days. Good girl. Good Proud job. of you. Thank you. Thank you. Something significant about your journey here. You, all right, how long? When did this COVID-19 shelter in place start? Um, I don't know. Probably like. It was right around April. April 6th. No, it was in March, it was, wasn't it? No, March, I April. It was well, February. April, February. April 6th was like the official. The official start yeah, date. Yeah. Oh, the quarantine, yeah. Yeah, oh, the quarantine part. So this quarantine worked out in your case, sheltering in place with your husband, because what happened? I am pregnant. Congratulations, <laughs> COVID baby, man. Yeah. Here we come, man, for the rest of that child's life. You can tell stories over the campfires. <laughs> Honey, remember when we conceived Junior here? I don't know if we'll be telling that story. Uh, oh, you will. <laughs> you will. They, they, they all do. They talk about that stuff. So, so Tara, let's back up on you. I do remember getting a frantic call from you, what, a month ago, whenever it was. Yes. You felt like you were in a hostage situation. You couldn't get out. You were suffocating from this COVID thing. You know, you, you're, 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 a, you're, you're a bit of a social person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am. You know, you just being a captive in a, in a, in a shelter in place, no way to get out, no means, no nothing. You were pretty desperate, I'd say. I was very desperate. And, and uh, but you took the courage, made the call. I did. And we were actually lucky because uh, you connected with Chesterfield CSB, correct? Yes. So, so they helped get you over here. We we knew about it here, but they helped make it possible. And you're you're doing outpatient with them, right? Or, right. Or something on Zoom. They're right? doing seeking safety and a women's group. It's helping me out a lot. So how the uh, you've been the regular traditional. Uh, services, whether it be outpatient. You've been inpatient before, right? Outpatient, inpatient? Uh, yes, I have. So you got a lot of experience. I do. So, so how's the, uh, the, the Zoom working through Chesterfield? Um, the Zoom group is awesome just to have women that I can connect with, um, you know, even outside of McShin, because McShin is awesome, but it's always good to broaden your network in any way possible. All, all the network you can get, wherever you can get it from, no question. Yeah, so uh, it has been very helpful, and then I have a therapist over there that has just guided me through. Of I came from California from a bad situation, um, and she's helping me find the doctors here and the resources and helping me just get on my feet again and, and just believe in myself. So you got again. a good therapist. I know you talk about I it. Do. You like I do. I love Sure you're clicking. Mm -hmm. yeah, in case your therapist ever hears this. <laughs> Hi, Thea. Carl <laughs> wanted to quit and drop out of over there, and I insisted she stay connected in LinkedIn. So <laughs> I said, Tara, you're not allowed to give up five minutes for the miracle. Now, over to you, Sarah. You were in recovery before. You met Romeo. You got married. You had a child. Mm -hmm. Everything was going good. Then, you know, shit hit the fan. And you come back. What was it like coming back this time? 
Um, it was humbling, you know. I didn't necessarily know everybody from the last time. They didn't know, you know, that I was coming. A lot of new faces, wasn't it? Yeah, a ton of new, already there's new faces since I've left, but, um. But a lot of steady Freddy's here, too. Oh, yeah. You knew there was Definitely. enough old-timers here gonna give it to you real. Oh, yeah. Give it to you raw sometimes, but real. Definitely. <laughs> So, I mean, so you are you happy you're back? Oh yeah. Your life getting better? I'm a hundred percent happier. Oh my gosh. So it was no good hanging out there, was it? Absolutely not. When you relapsed, did you feel bad or anything, or guilty or? Oh yeah. I mean, I have a child, you know. So. It was oh my like, God, that that killed you, don't it? Absolutely. Like I, I don't get to see her as much right now. I know she's very well taken care of, but you know I still have to get my stuff together, and it's going to be a long road. You got ahead. another child coming. I do. Yep. God give you. Reprieve. God help me. <laughs> and, and Tara, you got a child, right? I have a 20 year old. She's an adult now. Wow. And, and then uh, yeah. she's treating you like you treated her, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> she's not talking to me right now. Payback's so. a bitch, ain't it? It is a bitch, but she'll come around. She'll you know, come around. You stay clean long enough and do the right thing. Mostly things work themselves out. You know, just so everybody, the viewers know and the listeners know, I'm not a very political correct guy. And uh, I do object to bad situations sometimes. So, that's reality recovery here, right? That's right. But you like that reality recovery. We need it real. So, mm -hmm. so let me ask both of you that you can both answer. How hard is it to, uh, when you come back, to to develop relationships with other females in recovery? You said, how is it? Yeah, is it hard, easy? This time, I was just totally willing. You know, before I was like, eh, I don't need to do this. You know, I skipped over important steps that I needed to do. I didn't network. And this time, I came back willing, and I made friends easily. I was just open-minded. I didn't judge people, you know. Um, so it well, it seems to me, you you had you always had a hard time bonding with women with clean time, oh, yeah. old time. I still have a hard, a hard time. You still have that, a hard honestly, time. Yeah. Why is that? Do you ever, I you ever don't know. I was thinking earlier, I was like, I don't know why it is so hard for me to just make one phone call. Like, honestly, ask me to you call. You call a dope deal in a heartbeat, right? Right? You, over and over you, again. You call Chip in a minute, don't you? <laughs> yeah, How I many do. times a day you text him? Tell the We're truth. We're usually together, honestly. So. Huh? We're usually together. So I don't really text him. <laughs> Man, every time, every time. I'm with, with Chip. Oh, he gets texts all day long from you. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's fed Like you obsessive and controlling or no. something, man. Oh, yeah. No. Honey, the dog's barking. Honey, it's, it, it looks dog. like rain. Honey, what do I do? He's fed So it's hard to make relationships with females. Yeah, it is. Definitely. And you don't know why. It's just a fear of being rejected, I guess. What? Yeah. Rejected? Really? Yeah, I guess well, what so. What rejection are you talking about? I don't know. It's not even a real thing. I guess just I'm going off of past experiences of not people that are not in recovery. Like what are you school. trying to get out of them that you might get rejected from? I don't know. It's just a, I'm just very self-conscious. That's just one of my big problems that I have. I need to overcome it um, and just do it. Well, Tara, why, well, how about you? Is it hard to connect with females and... I think most definitely it's very hard for a lot of us at first. We have trust issues, a lot of us. You and, trust men but not females? Um, I think that stems from when we're really young, you know, and, and maybe well, the daddy mommy issues. Well, therapy shit into the thing, man. <laughs> Just, you know, saying maybe what it is. But I find this time around for me it is fucking, excuse my language, can I say that? Yeah, you just did. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> vital. It's, it's reality radio, like, baby. <laughs> it's vital for me to stay sober and not be in an intimate relationship. But we're, talk, we're talking about connecting with the women with clean time, recovery time, you know, the folks that, you know, really you can trust and want to help you in your journey. Yeah, um, this time around, it's a lot easier to reach out, and I'm actually sticking with the people that have, have a little more time. See, when you're a newcomer, girl, and you come around recovery, I, I think y'all come up in here with reservations with, you know, trusting other females. Mm -hmm. The females ain't worthy of trusting or something. You right. know, like you're scared they're going to take something from you, keep something from you. Anything you tell them, they'll use it against you. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of women suffer from vanity. Is that correct to saying? Definitely. Like young ladies, you know? Mm -hmm. I see the magazine y'all read like y'all want to be that picture on Everybody's the magazine be perfect yeah or expected to be perfect i guess so so what 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 is what are some tips there might be some ladies out there having a hard time you know trusting other women you know so what are some tips you can suggest to these folks there um 
I don't know. I mean, just be open-minded, like I said, and, and, you know, try to, like you said, stick with the people with clean time, like, not try to, abs like, necessarily fit in with the cool crowd all the time and stick with the people who, you know, know what they're doing and you know you can so they're out there you see them so it's the responsibility of the individual to take that risk mm -hmm. and talk to these folks now during COVID-19 you know that you know as you know there's not a lot of meetings to go to not a lot of events not a lot of social activity so it's almost as if you got to find them on zoom it's hard how many yeah. times you zoom in a week looking for female relationships people you can confide in um honest, tell the truth honestly I don't no. know on there yeah, looking yeah, you're, for you're, female companionship. Well, I mean relationships, you know, those intimate uh, recover relationships I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I don't really reach out individually Are you a 12-stepper? Yeah. So doesn't it require like a sponsor and step mm -hmm. working and somebody to guide you through that process? Yeah, I have a sponsor. You do? Yeah. You talk to her? I, don't, I, talk, I should talk to her more. Every quarter, whether you need to or not. At least, at least a couple times a week. Oh, uh, that's a good start, but newcomers supposed to call them every, every day. day. Yeah. yeah. Buddy, is she watching this? No. <laughs> Your sponsor? Uh, probably not right this you, you second. You get her to I'll watch it. And you tell her I support her and, and, you know, make sure you contact her regularly. Okay. Tara, how about you? Same question. Um, as far as sponsorship? Well, you know, I rest my case, uh, gang. Women just don't listen. <laughs> you know, evidence. We call this Exhibit A. Um, I actually, hoping after this show, I'm to call someone to see if they are going to be my sponsor. Oh, so you got somebody in mind. I do. I met her yesterday here at the church. So, what, so what if she rejects you? What are you going to do? Look for another one. To move on to the next move one. Just on. like drug deal. You, you can't <laughs> find The drug deal ain't got what you want. You go to another drug deal. Yeah. So we got the skill set to actually reach out and, and seek and hope we get what we're looking for. Uh -huh. So any suggestions for you? You've both been in and out of the program. You both, you've been around how many years, Tara? If you add it up, when did you first go to Rio? <clears throat> Say 10, 10 years. 10 years now? Mm -hmm. How old are you? 38. How much you weigh? <laughs> That's just, too far. Just checking to see if y'all paying close attention. Uh -huh. So you, you've been messing around 10 years with recovery. Right. And so far, but you learned a lot in those 10 years, right? Yes. What's some of the more important stuff you learned in 10 years? Um, some suggestions I have is... I used to just kind of jump right in and trust people like right away, right away, even though we had these trust issues just to fit in. Mm -hmm. But now I kind of sit back and assess kind of who's serious about their recovery so that, you know, I can kind of bond with the people that are more serious. Um, and then just working, I mean, reading the big book and, right. and things of that nature every night See, and checking in with, if you don't have a sponsor, at least a mentor. So y'all got some fans watching. What's up, Colin? Good to see you, buddy. Chip, obsessive <laughs> and controlling. You, you nailed it, man. Did you see that earlier? I don't even want to look at what he said. Uh oh Sarah, how you doing, Sarah? Randy, good to see you, man. Carol, always love it when you tune in. Carol's an old-timer in recovery. Y'all should... Be her friends on Facebook. For Carol sure. Carol Cruz, she's like the Carol. bomb, man. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. She might be able to save your ass when you <laughs> can't save your own ass. Sarah, I think, is a pretty nice lady, too. So, great <laughs> question, John. I love it. Uh oh, you got Dr. Scarborough on, and now y'all are in trouble, man. Do a little head shrinking while you're here. Oh, no. Yo, Doc, there are. I got a couple ladies here, you know, they, they, they ain't quite sure how to uh, get intimate with other women and let them guide them in their recovery. They, they, they're like scared or something, but, but they're working on it. Yep. We so, are. what else going on, ladies? How about the boys? Now, I know y'all both appear to be somewhat attractive. You know, I'm not going to say you're gorgeous or anything, but you must be hit on a lot by the guys. I stay away. You stay away? Oh, yeah. I'm married. Yeah, I know you are. It probably helps you a little bit. It definitely does. I, I just no, walk right away. Nobody, nobody comes to you and says, hey, look, man, if it don't work out with Chip, you know. Yeah, you hear I that mean, all I the guess time. There you go. We're flushing it out, know. Chip. He knows Why about it. He knows. <laughs> So what about you, uh, Tara? You're newcomer. I mean, you know how it works in recovery. There's definitely people. Definitely. I want a list. I want a list of names later on today. If, um, if there are people, we get on them about that. But I have been speaking with, like, I really look up to the house managers and the director here and such, and they've been giving me really good advice on how to not hurt other people and use them because sometimes I'll tend to use that attention. Yeah. It's self-seeking. Self uh, 
behavior. So instead of doing that, which I get anxiety by myself around him anyway right now. See, see what old Dr. Scarborough says? Mm -hmm. Women need support from other women. A strong support network of women is needed in life. Mm -hmm. And that's not just for recovery. That is for life in general. You know, you're absolutely right about that, Sarah. I think all you ladies need strong support from not only the insane side of the column, but on the, the other side, too, because that's hard to find a sane woman, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. She just I'm admitted it. What about you, Tara? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when I met Sarah, and I met you the first time. That was a trick question. You both failed. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, when I met you in John's office, I was like, oh, she's cool. And we both have our little dermal, like, oh, yeah. and that's stuck yeah, in you there. Yeah, you both got a rock jammed in your high upper cheekbone, cheek. man. What's up with that shit, <laughs> We can't man? get it taken out unless it's surgically <clears throat> done. That is, like, nuts, man. Yeah, Don't your hair get caught on it? Um, no, not anymore, but. You learn how to navigate around <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that was a mistake, for sure. Yeah. So what is, what's some of the worst thing you've done since you've been in recovery you wish you hadn't done? That messed your recovery up. Uh, tried to be in a relationship. With what? Tried to be in a relationship. You know, you were telling me earlier, yeah, of course everybody wants a quality relationship, correct? Mm -hmm. We all want one, right? You come into recovery, <laughs> and unfortunately, there's a lot of newcomers in there, and a lot of us get attracted to them, you know? We think, well, it is a fixer-upper. <laughs> but you know what? Look what you're working with. And I tell all the ladies, look, when you're ready for a relationship, come see me, and I will help you out. We will do background checks, financial <laughs> reports. Seriously. I mean, a lot of you girls, you, you select men where the mommy still buys them cigarettes. I mean, what's up with that? I think because we're still broken ourselves, and so we don't know how to even choose the right partner for us. Like, for me, I don't know who I'm going to be in 30 days from now. Like, I don't know if I'm going to even like that person 30 days from now. Well, if you're clean and pay attention, you'll still be, at, you know, McShane doing well, launching into recovery. Yeah. Now, now, Sarah, you got lucky picking a man, right? I did. You got oh, chip, oh, man. I got that you, lucky. Diamond in the rough, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. You know, you walk into a room of, of 100 people that you could possibly pick out. Normally, we pick the worst one. Mm -hmm. Of course, the jury's still out on Chip a little bit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> She's blushing, Chip. She's blushing, What did you say? I yes. love my yeah. fixer-upper. <gasps> I love Gosh, my fixer-upper. <laughs> Y'all are made for each other. I give you both that, man. <laughs> Every, I now, agree. every now and then, that, that, that blind squirrel finds a good nut, you know what I mean? Yep. So here we are. This is like Ladies' Day, okay? You have an opportunity to be a hope dealer for other women. Y'all got any messages for other women, you know, based on your experience? Hmm. More do's or don'ts? Do, do listen to the message, the old timers, follow instructions? Any experience popping up? I think just sticking with the people that are taking their recovery seriously is definitely helped me. And then just making some close bonds with females, even if it's just one or two, it's yeah. a start, you know, and then learning to pick up the phone for those one or two, you know, yeah. and then I've been planning on like, I, we plan on doing meetings together as women and then actually sticking to the plan. Oh my God. <laughs> we do that in recovery. How hard is that, man? It's like shoe shopping some days. Hey, Kara, Kara Lee up there from Alaska slash Oregon or Washington, wherever you're living. So you mentioned something earlier, Tara, sticking with the winners. Mm -hmm. So you two ladies know who the winners are. Mm -hmm. So if you ain't chasing them down, you're deliberately going against what you think you should be doing. Right. Yep. And now how often we do that? All the time. Often. All the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. So you got a conscience. Yeah, definitely. A female with a conscience. What a concept. I mean, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys might question that, but I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So what else you got? Okay, stick with the winners. You can identify winners, right? You know, you know a good a good person that might be a, a wonderful person having your support group. But I, I don't see you, you ladies with a lot of female support groups running around with. I know. I, I definitely need to work on that. Like I said, that's like my biggest problem. Um, but I mean, I like I definitely know who the winners are here. I mean, it's very obvious who's serious about their recovery. And um, I see Kara up there saying she don't know where she lives. I tell you what, Kara, you come to McShin. I'll put you up. I'll make you house leader in one of these women houses. I think they need you down here. <laughs> I'll give you a special job. I ain't going to pay you much now, but I'll give you a room and board and the ability to kick some of these girls' 
where, where they need a good kick. And, and that's how we get a network, is is being yeah. in the house. Is that I, I'm, I'm trying to get Kara down here right now to be y'all's mentor. Kara, I'll not, even Kara. pay your freight to come down. <laughs> I, you just call me after this. I'll send you a plane ticket one way, of course. And you can make a home here at McShen. Give, give me like a six-month commitment. We can, we can, I tell you what, man, I'd love to see some good old Alaska female ass whipping up in this place, man. Y'all wouldn't know what hit you. You know, when you, when y'all made me assistant house manager and let me help out around here, that's honestly kind of what really changed. Hello, service work. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. It made me feel important. It made me, you know. You actually did a good job there for a while. Then you run off with Chip up to that little honeymoon situation, (laughs) man. Just abandon us. Oh, what a Drop us like a. Ah, but they, yeah, now you're back. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tara? Um, I just feel grateful today. I think kind of like what you said, helping others. And when you stepped up, just today sh- showing up for my peers here. Mm-hmm. I sat in for um, one of the girls uh, that's here in the intense one of the intensive houses. Had to make a really hard phone call, you know, um, and deal with some, some of her own things. That's her business to talk about. But I was able to sit there and, like, really listen and be there for her and kind of guide her in the things that I would want to hear on the other end. And she kept her cool. Yeah. She was, like, grateful to me, you know, and it felt really good to kind of just get out of myself and just help somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, now, when y'all go back, like, Sarah, you live with Chip now. You're not in recovery living no more. Not not in a... a, um, Recovery. A managed one like we managed. Yeah. You, you and Chip's managed recovery <laughs> situation. But like Tara, you live in a female's house. You go home at night. What do y'all do at night, especially with the uh, shelter in place? That's secret. Secret. <laughs> See, we, women keep secrets, man. I'm, I'm playing. But they all talk. They'll all blab sooner or later, man. We actually, um, we like to cook uh, together. Both house mamas love to cook. <laughs> I call them house mamas, but it's the assistant manager and the house manager. But they make sure. You know, people have a, a warm meal. You know, everyone kind of checks in on each other. How's your day? How's your day? And it's kind of nice because you do have some people to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, because you go home and you didn't do work on yourself or your cover, you're like, do you, you think you're, do you think you're having a harder time asking for stuff you need once you get a little clean time, or is it coming easier to you? Um, it comes easier. Yeah, Definitely co- comes in. Co- co- like a classic example, and this does not go in either one of your two cases, but a lot of females will come here with no- nothing, right? Mm-hmm. They're thin, they're underweight, they're underfed. And within a short period of time, they start getting their, their proper weight back. But, of course, they don't have no clothes to fit. And, uh, they, they you know, when we, when we recognize that we, we take them, the female leader will take them behind the closed doors and ask them, do you need new clothes, you know, because we'll gladly help you. Mm-hmm. And then they, they start caring about the way they look and whatnot. And then, then the girls always want to look their best, it seems to me. Does that sound about right? I yeah. think we like to make, do it. We do it for ourselves, and I think more for other women, believe it or not, than the men. Sorry, men. My wife always trying to dress me and tell me how to look and act. I say, look, I like the way I look. You know, she said, well, it makes you look fat. I said, I'm okay looking fat. It don't bother me none. You know, we but, don't like to look fat. But you girls are sensitive in those areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We mean you don't like to look fat. I think every woman, I think like you said with magazines and tabloids and what we've been taught since we've been young, we have to be a certain weight, a certain height, for us to be desirable, for us to get that that job, that man, that life. You know what I mean? So you come into recovery, you, you, you really, it's, it's so important to save your ass, but then we get distractions, you know, we start worrying about, you know, how we look in. What we're wearing. That, to me, that's a, that's a legitimate distraction, but nonetheless, it can be aggravating. Well, you're supposed to like, take care of yourself. So. True, but who are you trying to look good for? I, don't, I always say it's for myself, it's for myself, but now that I think about it back before all this, like it was definitely not for myself. It was because I was self-conscious and self-conscious. worried about what people were thinking of me. Is there something on my face? Constantly looking in the mirror, you know. See, I like to tell problem. all the ladies out there when you're new and you want to get prettied up and look your best, it's important to feel good about the way you look. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that, but you end up attracting people to you that usually ain't the right people. 
you kind of watch how you dress, you know, how good you look. Because next thing you know, you know, you look like honey, the bees are coming. <laughs> and then most of these bees around here, they ain't like keeper bees, you know what I mean? Yeah. Represents a problem, man. Thank you. You Karen. ladies are champions, world changers, mm -hmm. history makers. Yeah. Already Thank know. You. That's from Kara oh, there. That's so sweet. That's nice. Now, Kara, she, you know, she met me, I think, early in your recovery, Kara. I'm not sure how clean you were, but she's been a follower of the recovery movement. I mean, she's a soldier, a true warrior. You should see her in action sometime. That's awesome. That's what you ladies want to be, recovery warriors. Mm-hmm. We were just so nervous doing this. <laughs> well, this is part of becoming a recovery warrior. I mean, I can right. give girls credit, man. You you know, it takes courage to come on here, talk about yourself, talk about your recurring, your recovery journey early in your recovery. I think it helps, it helps build self-esteem and, and value. Yeah, it does. I'm glad. I mean, I was about to say no, honestly. <laughs> And I did say no last time. I backed out 15 Why minutes before. Why would you say before. no? Because I'm scared. I, I don't like talking in front of people, but I figured Last I time to... you said, yeah, you're on the front page of the paper, man. <laughs> I know. That worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. It did. It made me feel good. So what else do we want? We got some clean time watching you ladies. Anything you want to share with them? Uh, for people so you see what Kara just said? You see that little sentence I she wrote? Shenholzer Wisdom. Yeah, see, it's confirmed. I have wisdom. I, I believe it. I know <laughs> that. Actually, yeah. that's, that yeah. says uh, Schenholzer wisdom. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Shit works. Oh, Debbie. How you doing, Debbie? Hi, Debbie. Hi. They could use some mature women down here from time to time. That's okay if you wear a mask. You know, wear your Tevlar outfit and gloves. <laughs> we are here. We I, we're here a lot. I know I'm here. Mostly every day. You got nowhere else to be. Yeah. Recovery is my full-time job right now. There you go. That's a good little response. Mm -hmm. I was in solar sales. <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> that's not open. Now, you, you are the, um, like, Tara, I know you're, you're um, we had a discussion about, what was it, that medical marijuana? Yes, in California. And you did that out there. How was it? Um, for me, it worked really well. There's THC, CBD maintenance there, right. especially in Los Angeles. Um, so I was living in San Francisco is where I was born and raised and then moved to San Diego. And they had like a 60% success rate with what they were doing, but it's very monitored. Um, and you have to make sure, just like any mind-altering, you know, methadone, suboxone, any maintenance there is, you just have to make sure you're on the proper dosage so that you're present for groups and meetings mm -hmm. and things of that nature. But a lot a lot of people found it it was like a easier softer way in a sense but you'd like to do that here but virginia they really ain't got their shit together yet right not quite yet but you're looking we're forward working to on it. that we're working on it. we're working on that <laughs> so what i was wondering how do you know what dose you take for what issue you got how's that work you know um it also depends on the strain so it's not just the, the dose the strength or the strain the strain and the strength, actually. That sounds like crowd. You gotta know what strain you're taking. Yeah. What strength? Look, I'm all I'm all for this medical marijuana. No doubt about it. Hell, I'm all for legalizing marijuana, treat it like alcohol. I think it's ridiculous. It's not. But mm -hmm. but for those of y'all in recovery, that instead of taking suboxone or methadone or or these other drugs that can be more harmful, more addictive. Certainly, there's there's a there's room for this medical marijuana. At the very least, at least there's studies with CBD that have been done, and then CBD and THC go way back. It's actually helped uh, children have who have seizure disorders and such. Mm -hmm. um, and there's many studies out now that it helps with alcohol dependency. So I was doing a bit of research on just the CBD aspect because that's a lot more accessible and legal here in Virginia. Right. So what, what, what if by the time you get to where you can get prescribed it and take it and everything, but you feel like you don't need it. I mean, would you be well enough to know that? I would think that you would need to be working with a recovery coach or a doctor just as you are with Suboxone and Methadone and know when you're ready to come off of it so you can be successful moving forward in your well, recovery. And the reason I bring that up because we started talking, what, 30 days ago about this? And you were, you were nutty as a shithouse rat, you know, and I was like, you know what, you need to be on something. I agree with that. But now that 30 days go by and, you you know, you got your skin color back, you're, you're feeling better about yourself, you're, you're really getting some self-esteem back, you know, I'm starting to wonder, are you still a good candidate for that or not? I don't know, but you would know. 
good candidate. Yes, I am. For medical marijuana. I'm a very good candidate for medical <laughs> marijuana. I was actually hit by a truck five years ago. That That's what got me addicted. They put me on fentanyl, oxycodone, Xanax, all the above. Stanford Stanford University, actually. Right. So, um, so how'd the uh, truck look that hit you? <laughs> I don't know. I was knocked out. My almost, my, I almost bled to death through my head. Yeah. So, so you survived the truck. We don't know how the truck looks. That's one way to judge how much CBD you might need is how that truck looks. Right. So I do suffer from chronic pain, but I don't That's take any. That's what I'm getting at. So you right. do have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. You take nothing. You take gabapentin. Yes. Or and I would like to omit pills actually get, get that altogether. Off the table. Yeah. Are there side effects? For I that? love you, Lisa. Are there side effects for that? <laughs> I forgot have a pen side effect. You watching the comments. I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you. Yeah. See, see, I'm working on some good recovery here, and you working on being popular with Lisa. I love Lisa. That's Sarah the woman in long-term the- recovery who's one of my mentors, and she's my house manager. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> so I ask her a lot for her opinion yeah. and how to handle situations. She helped me just last night. Yeah. So. But but no, don't don't get me wrong. If you if you're in chronic pain and you're taking gabapentin and, and you know CBD works for you, mm-hmm. you know the the good shit, not the stuff you buy over the counter. Right. If that's the, a, a game changer for you, the, I, I would imagine those side effects are probably less than the gabapentin ones. Oh yes, much less. Because I think you people abused, are having seizures. You, you abused that gabapentin, didn't you? I have. You have. Mm-hmm, I so have you, in so the past. you can abuse gabapentin. I have abused gabapentin. There you go. True. You can here. abuse gabapentin. And I think most people in recovery probably know that. If, no, definitely. They just don't want to admit it, maybe. <laughs> so, what, so, so, Sarah, you've been around a long time. You've seen all these different pathways to recovery and whatnot. And you've seen straight up clean, straight up uh, medical pathway, medication assisted pathway. You've been around long enough to see if you take a pathway serious, you get a good result. Mm-hmm. But if you can abuse any pathway, right? No, definitely. I mean, but, but you can do it right, too. I think if you are working the steps, if you're working a program in general, or just um, you you can, I don't consider one way better than the other. I mean, if you're staying off of hard drugs or, you know, even, at, you know, the marijuana maintenance, I, if Two that years. works for you, off hard drugs. Oh, good girl. You know, yeah. Keep so doing what works. That's serious recovery, man. You know, when I first came around recovery in 1982, going to a 12-step program, we were, I'm not going to say brainwashed, but it was like, if you don't do the recovery our way, you're at risk of really going mm-hmm. to jails, institutions, mm-hmm. and death. And I got, and I've witnessed a lot of people going to jails, institutions, and death. But I had this natural, uh, you know, negative feeling toward any pathway with mine. But one thing I learned here at McShannon in the last 16 years is I am super comfortable around any pathway. I can be around people on uh, medical marijuana or even people that quit hard drugs and smoke weed for joy just like they was having a glass of wine and I can be around folks on methadone or suboxone and I'm no longer I'm, I don't feel threatened by that mm-hmm. so, so my experience been that now that I have an open mind about all these pathways I got to see how successful they are I don't feel threatened by them and I'm a big Kratom fan you know and anything that works you know man, you know ain't, ain't my particular you know story today but if I got hurt or injured, you know, I'd rather take anything besides an opiate or a prescription drug that's strong. So right, too. You know, I don't want no stigma to be attached to that. And there is going to be stigma because it is something very, very new. So females, I, I think, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a little objective here. You know, yeah, I recognize y'all are different than men. You know, I can tell. <laughs> what? Right? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Some of y'all, you, you seem to have a little bit different, you know, mind structure on things, you know, the, the, the way you look, the way you carry yourself, especially if you don't have a significant other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of us like crave that we got to have a significant other, but you got a lot of challenges, you know, you got a lot of stuff going through your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, like men can compartmentalize things, I think, you know, like I can have an issue with somebody that I put in a box, I put it in my brain, you know, or, or I, I can do that. I can shut stuff off and on, you know, that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. But ladies' brains seem to be like, you know, they're just electrified all the time, you know, they're like zinging and zinging and dinging and dinging and it must be hell with that. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. yes, it does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. My I mean, mind is constantly racing about everything and people around me, you know, constantly. I'm a people pleaser. I want to, you know, 
So I was perceptive to pick up on that, you know. But that creates so much extra distractions at all time. I mean, I feel bad for you ladies sometimes. You know what helps Thank you. Me? Thank yeah. you, John. <laughs> it really, it's not easy. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I said it, it really helped me when I stopped wearing makeup, when I stopped looking in the mirror constantly, and, you know, I dressed nicely, you know, or I think so, at least. Um, but I don't know. I just tried to stop obsessing over over that stuff all the time and it really it really did help keep it simple simple live in the moment live in the day keep your recovery in a square try not to get out your square mm -hmm. stuff like Dog. that yeah, I, I was obsessing if I was going to wear my hair curly or straight today. So for, there's for an pod, example. For a podcast. <laughs> for a podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. how we are. Yeah, I changed. Do I wear black yeah. or white, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> we we're sitting down at the table so you don't have to worry about the way stuff. Like my wife is doing a lot of Zoom calls now. She comes down like, look like she's going to a banquet, right? Mm -hmm. From the waist up. But she got her pajamas on under the bottom half, you know? She, she says, how do I look? I say, you look great but don't stand up during the meeting you know just stay seated yeah so what else ladies what else you want to talk about you got women out there need your experience strength and hope need your wisdom i would say just stick and stay because the first 30 days especially coming off a lot of the hard stuff oh my god i was so crazy two years ago um and every little thing would upset me and i started realizing it was more about feelings and things like that and that my brain was so messed up from all the drugs I did that we don't think right. So we're going to automatically want to use. So when I heard the don't pick up no matter what thing, like make it that simple, no matter what, just don't pick up. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to cry. You might get mad. Just don't pick up. That really helped me get through at least that first like brutal two, three months of that. But to, but to clarify that if you're on a pathway that requires you to, you know, follow doctor's instructions, take right. medication, that that's, you know, that's separate from that. Don't right. pick up no matter what. Don't use no matter what. Right. Make that clear. Mm -hmm. Sarah, this is your moment for the ladies. You need words of wisdom? my advice. Um, God, stick and stay, like she said, and, and keep... Keep your network, you know, keep growing your network. And, um, gosh, I don't I don't even know. We've talked about a lot of stuff. I mean. So how about this? Let me give you a little hint. Say, Chip, you get to get a great job, work your butt off. I'm going to stay home and be a good mommy to these kids. Mm. I'd like a BMW. Uh, <laughs> better make sure you bid, bid high and get the work done for low. Yep. Yep. Did you hear that, Chip? Man, we just busted her, man. She wants to be a stay-at-home mom. You'd be a single no, breadwinner. I would go crazy. I need, to, I need to do something. I noticed you were helping him paint the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. Were you, you actually were you helping him paint or just making sure he Look stays it. put? I'm, I'm filthy dirty. I got paint all over me. I've, she pulled I, a carol today. She what? She pulled a carol. Oh. My, my pants are all paint. Uh, <laughs> you come from a painter, right? Yeah, my dad is a painter. So, so you should be a good painter. You would think. You would think. <laughs> are you or are you not? I'm good at rolling. You, oh, yeah. So you're a roller. Yep. I know a lot of guys, they think they, they painted, but all they ever painted were like Walmart, rolling block mm -hmm. filler. You know what I mean? That's easy. Cut, they, they, cutting they, in. They wouldn't even know what an oil brush looked like. I don't either. Do so what? <laughs> you're a roller. We already got that straight. So what other other tips, early recovery tips, man? Don't use, hang out with winners, you know. Sometimes you got to get up in your head. What do they tell you about getting up in your head with those obsessive thoughts? Um, I usually have to talk to somebody or write it out because my brain will constantly go on the same problem. Like a hamster on a wheel. And over, it is. And it's like, I think as women, we're natural warriors anyway. So when you're um, have, having addiction issues, we definitely are worrying even that much more, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so writing, you like writing? Writing and then re reading in like the big book, mm -hmm. right. the NA book. Whatever. Either one. Either one. They're both great books. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any of you ladies go to church? I do. You're a church goer. Mm -hmm. you, really? How, how's that working out? 
great. I love it. What church you like? Oasis. Oasis. We'll talk about that for a minute. Uh, just about the church in general? Yeah. I mean, um, what, well, you love it. What, you I know, do. You go um, every Sunday? Actually, well, I mean, it's been online recently, so. but I do watch every Sunday, and we did go every Sunday when it was open. It should be open soon, so I'm excited, but um, it's actually a church that was started by people in recovery. Um, Is that the one Alan and Allie uh, go yes, to? Yes. Yeah. I love that church. It's, it's awesome. Oh, good for you. They got kids there and everything, don't mm-hmm. they? So Huge kids. Group. So you miss church. I do. Yeah. Hey, Renee. How you doing, baby? Can't wait to dinner next weekend. <laughs> My wife's all excited, man. I, I said, honey, we, we, if, if no restaurants open, we'll come to the house and I'll cook. She said, are you nuts? I've been cooped up with you for three months. And we got a chance to get out. We're going to go out to eat. So <laughs> hopefully the restaurants will be open. So you like going to church, and uh, so that helps you. Mm-hmm. Plus the, the meetings here and the talk, and you're lucky. You got chips, so you 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 got like a built-in support group there. I do. As long as you both staying clean, mm-hmm. right? What happened? One of your users. I mean, going off of past experiences, the other one just follows, follows right so, along. So based on a 100% past experience, when one relapses, the other. Usually, yeah. Do you all worry about that now? Um, we do, but I mean. You know, we've been keeping each other afloat recently, more so than before. Well, um, one of you, you, the other one needs to go the other direction. Absolutely. And you got great in-laws you can run to. You got McShane you can run to. Yes, Carolee, I see you. Jesus is in the house. <laughs> of course, wherever I go, we got Jesus anyway, so you ain't got to worry about that. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just an oddball Jesus kind of guy. You wouldn't, know, you wouldn't know how much I love Jesus by talking to me, but... I take a minute preachers fishing, man. I think by the time I got done with them, you know, they were they were questioning their own faith. That's how strong mine is. <laughs> so, uh, Tara, what else you like to do to keep you grounded and focused and early recovery? Um, I think it's soup for me. I need to have like fun. Fun. I need to have fun. So. I didn't get clean to be boring or yeah. not have no fun. You 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 would be a fun junkie. <laughs> I can I can tell by the way you just operate around here sometimes. <laughs> I like doing the karaoke here and getting everyone up because I tell them like it's not gonna matter a month from now. Like just get up and have fun and then everyone usually has fun. We got a good yeah, singer in there, don't we? We have a great singer. She was gonna be, I believe, on American Idol, she told me. She still might make it. before she um had to when it go away, right? You know, so a time there, huh? yeah. That mess, That's the that, woman I was helping that, earlier. Yeah, that'll mess a hard idol audition up when you're in correction somewhere. Yeah, but I heard her sing, she's a great singer, man. She makes karaoke for sure. So, what else? You do karaoke, you like to have fun, yeah. I mean, we just watch <clears> movies, <throat> we joke around, just laughing you, is you, like the you best. write a lot. You said you like to write, I do, yeah. So, okay. so listen to music dance y'all do your 10 step every night in the house and in the intensive houses they do that I believe Mm -hmm. so every night they group up and have a meeting and they talk about the day what what went wrong what Mm -hmm. went right inventory Mm -hmm. teaches you to share you know don't want to go to bed with a resentment. Uh, before that, I did not share at all. Those ten step meetings helped me so much. Um, just learning how to like open up and not freak out about speaking in front of people. You know, since you've been back, uh, Sarah, I've noticed you have come a long way. Because I've noticed you you will you will actually say stuff you're thinking. And and question whether or not you should say it, but once you say it, you actually see the benefit of saying. I can oh, yeah. see that. I can see a visual, positive recovery process in you. Yeah. And I love it when you and Chip sit down and we do that little group discussion there. I know. I miss those little chats. Well, we have to do them. So now, now, don't think I don't know when either one of you are lying either. You know what I mean? It's funny when I catch <laughs> both of you lying and support each other's lie, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like I should have been an interrogator for the FBI or some shit, man. I mean... That goes for all the staff here. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the staff here at McShane are, are exceptional with detecting lies and bullshit. I'll mm-hmm. give them all credit for that. They yeah. definitely are. We automatically know 99% of the time y'all full of shit anyway. So it's yeah. just a matter of getting the right wordage in front of the right line and whatnot. That's true. Hey, Lydia. How you doing? Hi, Lydia. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're, I like Lydia with it. We're hollering out at our friends and families 
how uh, popping up on the screen there. I wish I could see it. So what are the couple things you can definitely tell a lady do not do in early recovery? <laughs> well, I know I'm in a relationship, but stay out of the relationship. Stay out of it. It's you you, you found the man of your dreams in early recovery, and, and you're telling them to stay this, out of relationship. That is a rare occasion. I feel rare. Like I got lucky, like you said, but yeah, gosh. you're both here. You are newcomers, and you're pregnant again. That's lucky. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> we are doing well right now. I'm supportive of each other. But, well, stay out of relationship um, long as you can. Uh, stick with the girls that are doing well. Um, what if you don't like the girls? Can you stick with them? I didn't like the girls when I first got here at all. You Did don't you remember me crying up and down the hallway every day. Well, that's half of y'all's story is crying, running up and down <laughs> the halfway in the hallway. Um, what was the quote? What did you say? Well, what are the things you definitely don't want to do? You said don't get in a relationship. What about self-supporting a job? I mean, how, how, good, how important is it to get a job and pay your own way? It's it's important, but you know, when I first got here, that's the first thing I wanted to do was go get a job. But it's probably smarter to wait a little bit and focus on your recovery first. Totally agree. And people here were very supportive. You know, helping me with even cigarettes, and you know, people gave me clothes and food, everything, anything I needed. Um, you know, people supported. What about you, Tara? What what are some things you know you can? comfortably tell a newcomer girl don't do when they first come into recovery I mean Sarah hit it right on the nose it's a relationship it's, that's the biggest thing that I think but, sends but that's a lot impossible of for you ladies it's, it's not impossible. impossible. I, 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 all, all the ladies that come to early recovery I might have met one every 10 years that don't get in a relationship as a newcomer and I've been in almost 38 years, so I might can count four. Maybe if we had the men's participation on knowing that we were vulnerable, broken birds. Oh, there <laughs> you know, we go. We already, we already know you're broken. vulnerable and broken. That's probably that's a part of problem. Right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, they're gonna blame it on God. So God, <laughs> we we created in the image of God, so ain't that right, Karen? <laughs> well, I would I would even say like you know even in early recovery, you're trying to fill that void. You know, yeah. so it's easy like even anything yeah, to feel good, take yeah. you away from reality. I think it's I think it's like on the men's side too. You know, when you're first in recovery and you're you're single, you're looking around, you're trying to you know fill that. Oh hell yeah! I mean anything anything but feelings. You know what I mean? Because I, I do a feelings group here. Mad, bad, glad, sad, and afraid. Nobody wants to focus on their feelings. You know what I mean? They all want to change the way they're feeling instead of get to the bottom of it. Uh-huh. I see, see, uh, Renee, uh, Renee would have given some good advice. What does it say? Oh, she's just talking about getting her car and whatnot. Oh. Right, look, ladies, <laughs> we get dinner. distracted really easy here. <laughs> so definitely don't do relationship, but yet you found a husband. I did. Mm. How did it normally end? It normally ends with me getting high and us. The, and that, know, that happened. You ended up getting high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you got a husband this time. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, a good one, I might add. You know, you got. You said you got lucky. Yeah, we did. But I don't know. See, it, never mind. I was going to say, if, if we weren't if married, um, it would have been a lot harder to come back, obviously, but... Um, yeah, team, team W did come uh, back. Thank God we were. I mean, you know, because um, I'm, I'm glad that we did this together and we're trying to figure out how to fix our Renee lives. Renee said she rated over a year. That's because you were working day and night, Renee. <laughs> so what are some positive things you can definitely tell the women, newcomers to do? Um... You just told us what not to do. You both agreed don't get in a relationship. I I would say just be willing and open to the open suggestions that we get, especially from women, mm -hmm. you know, because I was so used to not But trusting. you don't trust women. That's you don't talk saying. to them. You don't listen to them. How are you supposed to do what you just said? It's it's extremely hard, but you if you really want 
this and you want to be clean, which we all know is a better quality of life and we can be productive members of society, then it is essential, it's essential, <laughs> to basically um, make certain that you do, you are open and willing to new suggestions. And I had, I had to check myself too. Right. I'm like, she's just telling me that because she doesn't like me. And I'm like, no, she loves me. I see Sarah says, I've been single for six years working on myself. Maybe one day God will put a man in my life. I don't know. She said. I don't know. I'm cool either way. Good for you, Sarah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I also had to be honest with myself about, you know, I was talking about my obsessive thoughts um, and just kind of um, figure out hey, which Thomas. ones were crazy. <laughs> Keep talking. Which, don't don't which, pay no attention to me. Which thoughts I had were actually insane, and what what was reality? You know, sometimes it's hard for me it's hard to, to know separate the difference between reality two. and fantasy. Especially when I mean, we've been living in chaos for so long, it's just that's sometimes normal. So where y'all hope to be? Like, let's say if you could, you know, five years from now, Tara, where you want to be? A recovery trauma coach specializing in CBD THC maintenance. A trauma coach. Hmm. Specializing in, you said a shaman? Trauma. Trauma, oh, trauma coach. Specializing in? CBD, THC maintenance. CB. CBD. CBD. THC. THC maintenance. maintenance. So you want to be a pot coach for addicts? Uh, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a growing market. Yeah. You will kill them. Yes. What if during that process you realize you didn't need it? Uh, it's a trick question, by the way. Yeah, I... I that's a trick question. It's rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm suggesting, it's, it's okay to use it, but if you ever feel like, you know what, I may not need this right. anymore, you stop. You know exactly. What I mean? Just because you can don't mean you need to. Just just as when we come in on Suboxone or Methadone, we don't want to be on that for the rest of our lives. We want to use it to gently come off of what we've been doing and start learning to think straight. But and I will add, if it's going to help you for the rest of your life, use it for the rest of your life. But if, no, but no the difference between needing it and not needing it. You know, that's what right. I'm suggesting. I'm, I'm, I'm open just as you are, John, to right. each their own path to recovery as long as you can be happy within yourself and you are a productive member of society and you are able to take care of yourself and be independent um, and be free of the addiction, then I think everyone everyone is uh, has the freedom to choose their own path. Yeah, well, you know, we are going to need people like you in this space very soon. So I hope you stick and stay and you become a peer, certified peer here at McShen. I hope you become our in-house expert on THC slash CBD. I really do because, you know, but I need people that know the difference between abuse, using, and, and you know, getting the, the benefit you're looking for. So there's room for the, the really good ones in this space. Right. And you, you could be one of those. Yeah, Renee, I know you won't look and it just happened. It's, that's God working in your life, doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Wait till, wait till I talk to Higgy about that. So, Sarah, where do you want to be in five years? Um, I want to have both my children. I want to... How many? I don't know yet. I'm going to stick with two right now. Uh-oh. But, um, but you're open to more. Eventually. Once Chip, I get my you hear that? Solution. You better up the price of paint, buddy. <laughs> Um, he's painting right now. No, he's not. He's watching me. He's watching you? Uh-huh. You, uh, you just put the fear of, of uh, never getting out of work, man. <laughs> he's thinking drug dealer right now. That's the only way I can afford these kids, man. Oh, my gosh. He's going he gonna to work with uh, Tara on the THC shit. He's gonna, he would smoke it all up. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do <laughs> no. it. So you call him out right now. Oh, man. yeah. Man, I love Pop, but I ain't touched it in almost 38 years. You know what I mean? So he can go without it. I know he can. I think so, too. So you want to be a stay-at-home mom, basically. I don't know if I want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I definitely, for a while at least. Any, any career, career look attractive to you? Something you think you'd like to do? Honestly, I just, I want to go into business with him and just create be, a small I, business. I told you that's what y'all should do, man. We are literally waiting for that office to open so we can get our business license and then work. And be like, what kind of business, though? Um, Probably just anything, Home really. maintenance? Like, THC? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything to fix your house, painting, yard work, um, anything. I mean, I don't know um, specifically, but... Renee, I wasn't teasing you. I was teasing Higgy. Now I'm going to have to take him out to the fire pit and smoke a cigar with him. <laughs> don't panic, though. It's all good. I know the first thing you think about, oh, my God, you're going to sabotage my relationship. No, I'm not. 
I'm a great relationship coach. You right, are. Sarah? You definitely are. See, I got the evidence right here. I'm all I'm all for coaching folks in relationships. My wife, if she sees this, she goes, what about us? What about me? So, well, it's a little bit different, you know? <laughs> Painter's house always needs paint, you know? Cobbler's kids always need shoes. <laughs> Doctors don't operate on their own family. <laughs> so, where would you like to see the recovery industry go? What little you know about it, Tara? Um, I, I mean, I really want to help with the stigmatism that I think is placed on a lot of addicts. And I'm stigma, sorry. stigma, sorry, <laughs> stigma, stigma. Google that on Urban Dictionary. Um, but I'm beside myself with how many people are incarcerated in Virginia. Right. I think just, we're, just, I think we're down, like down to, to 60,000 or something. You know, we're, you know, we're getting low. They got all them empty beds. They're actually nervous. They see a downturn called the COVID. Okay. A lot of our jails don't have what they could have in there. Yeah. But they're going to take care of that as soon as they figure out how to load them suckers back up. Mm. I think they ought to just go ahead and outlaw obesity or something. Makes it easier to catch those people. I mean, why not? They pick on mental illness, you know. Yeah. So you want the recovery industry to do better on the recovery side, the treatment side, the mm -hmm. correction side? Yes. I think, as you said, we started out with the AA, you know, and it was very strict, 12 steps. This is how you recover. Mm -hmm. And now it's 2020, and, and we're like, there's all these other methods that work. And just kind of having people of power in somewhat uh, common space where they can agree so that we can give everybody the treatment that they deserve and need, mm -hmm. you know? How would you like to see the recovery industry? Sarah. I'm really happy with how everything is moving forward right now, uh, you know, just through, you know, the maintenance programs and, you know, uh, I just want people to be more open-minded, um, which I think we're getting there. Um, you know, the way you open minds would be a be a visual for this stuff works. Yeah. You know, if everybody that, that found a pathway that works for them and they and they hide and don't talk about it, it's really hard to show how this works and whatnot. Right. So I want you and Chip to be very successful in your business. So I can refer people to you not only for the business side, but here you need to hire these guys. Right. I mean, this has been like the best place that we've come to get business for you know for here at McShin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we do got. 11 houses need painting, so <laughs> that's there a good go. start, man. Well, we don't pay much, but. Well, we're painting right now, and it's, you know, helping us live, so. So if you could have something exciting happen to you, like, you know, hit the lottery, uh, you know, whatever, what would you like to see happen? Just in our, our specific Either one, lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, you, you know where you want to be in five years as a career. You, you know where you want to see the recovery industry go. But if something special could just, like, drop in your lap out of the sky, what would it, what would it look like? Right now. Right now. I just want my, my baby. I want my little girl. And my, I just want my family together. That's really just all I, I want right now. I don't, you know, I, don't, I would take that over a million dollars, obviously. Well, it might take a million to get them, you know, where you want them at. <laughs> yeah. By the time you pay for college, you know, 20 years from now, do the math. Not all at once, though. All right. Well, you're on a good mission. You want your family intact, together, recovering together, becoming useful, productive members of our community. Mm -hmm. Be a good mama. Be a good wife. A good daughter. And I see all these kids coming into meetings and stuff like Honesty's kids and Melanie's kids. You know, I, I love that. I want to bring Riley and so um, they give you hope. You see other recovering women. They got their life and their act and their families together, and that and that's hopeful to you. That's a hope shot. Yeah, and they're teaching their children who are susceptible to be addicts early in life, and that's I and wanna... they're giving them real prevention growing right, up. Right. Exactly. So you see, see, you just you just nailed something here. That was a hope shot for you. Don't let that hope shot stop. That means you and Chip and your children got to be around recovery to show these other new couples coming in, hey, there's your hope shot. If we can do it, you can too. Right. So it's got to be a continuation of reach one, teach one. Mm -hmm. You agree with that? Absolutely. So you're making a commitment now. As y'all recover, you'll always have your hand extended. Yep. Mm -hmm. You just won't run off into a church somewhere and forget all about the recovering community. No, I definitely couldn't do that. Oh, hell, I need to get that in writing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tara? Uh. I 
been talk, talking about it too much, and I know this is on McShin Foundation, but it would definitely be my daughter being back in my life as well. Uh, I heard, it, it's I a heard little you, sensitive to the subject right now. You know, I wish she would be here. In, in Virginia? In her presence. You're going, here, you're going in the right direction. You know, oh, I hear you. She got a little issue. Here. Uh oh. Well, you know, I tell you what, be that beacon of hope. You know what I mean? When she sees that you can recover and if she needs it, she'll know it's possible. But, you know, you, you, you keep doing what you're doing. That's the best thing you can do. You know, I know Renee's struggling with her child and it's probably killing her to watch her child do what she does. But if Renee, you know, if she stays in recovery doing good, our kids see what our parents are doing. You know, the truth is my dad got sober, I want to say, 43 years ago, 44 years ago. So when I ended up in rehab in 1982, I could think, you know, there was a wild ass on a bitch. And if he got sober, so can I. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a little hit right there, a little shot y'all didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. All right, ladies, we're coming to the end of our hour. I'm really, really <laughs> impressed and honored and pleased that y'all would take a risk and come on the show today and share some of those intimate, deep thoughts and secrets and whatnot. Yeah. And I know people listen, especially new girls out there, they'll, they'll get a lot out of this. And uh, I hope Kara takes me up on that one-way plane ticket to be one of our come on, house managers. <laughs> and um <laughs> You know, I'm just excited we get to do this this live feed because what we end up doing, we send this into jails and prisons all across America. So ladies locked up right now will we'll hear this conversation, hopefully, and maybe make a difference in their life. And and folks all across America isolating in place. You know, sometimes you can't watch with so much binge TV. You know, yeah. you're going to get some real recovery. And we do real recovery here. So That's right. All Thank right, you folks, for having uh, us. Yeah, don't forget, uh, Saturday night. Well, tonight we got a great show tonight, right, Todd? Yeah, we have the Rhodes family on tonight with Frank and Alex at 9. And that's family meeting. We'll talk about family yeah, and what yeah, it's they, like. They had lost their son back in June of last year. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember that. Very, very sad and hurtful. But that will be a good good talk tonight, good live feed for the family folks or anybody, really. Saturday night, I got Randy Anderson. I think one of the most fierce advocates I've ever met, and Kim down from Florida, one of the most wonderful peers I've ever met. So we're going to have a good show Saturday night. And then next week, we're going to bring several live feeds next week. So y'all stay stay tuned. Keep your, your eyes and ears open, and, and we're going to have some really cool recovery stuff coming your way. It's going to be awesome. Todd, yeah, Todd, thank you very much for all the work you do. You're doing a good job here. We love you, Todd. Everybody listening, we love you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. More later. Thank, thank you very you. much.